All right, we are live, episode 15. I'm coming to you from a secret location. It is not my office where we normally film. This one's gonna be a fun one. I've got Brett Koretsky from Unicorn Drinks. Heard of it? Probably not, because they've been in stealth mode. Brett, give us a little info on Unicorn Drinks. How did you get it started? You're gonna have to give us some context here about what you're doing over there with the company. Sure, Mark, great to be on. Um, I love I1 Organics, I love your entire brand. I like you personally, I think you're just an incredible leader. Um, and it's just a testament probably to your team's ability to keep growing and keep going. Um, so thank you so much for having me on. I'm the CEO of Unicorn, a clean plant-based CPG company focused on licensing in the organic, natural, specialty grocery space. Um, we have a lot of incredible things back. I started these companies um, out of my basement. So uh, I was original founder of Montauk Juice um, out of Montauk, uh, delivering juice on my bike in our own vans, knocking down doors. Um, and then we opened a small coffee shop with the proceeds from that shop um, and launched a menu of healthy, tasty, and totally Instagrammable lattes with fun drink names that people really could identify with in terms of culture. So I've operated under a lot of different brands, a lot of different trade dresses. And then just this past year, we sparked uh, what is known as and launched a C Corporation called Unicorn. So uh, the, the brand is, uh, no, people know us by Unicorn Drinks or the Unicorn Latte, um, which went viral in 2017, um, right on Christmas. And then on literally on Christmas Day, it went viral. Um, and then in 2017, we were noted for policing our trademark uh, unicorn drinks against the big bad Starbucks corporation um, for their unicorn frappuccino. Um, we got through that this past year um, and we've kind of worked on developing our brand from a sense of go to market, um, how we get profitable, who are our advisors, who are directors, who are investors, marketing, branding, um, even coming up with presentations um, so that we can talk to other brands and other companies like Marks, um, but more focused on the beverage space, obviously, since that's our wheelhouse. So was there a physical product at the time, specifically in 2017? Tell us what, what was it and or was it just a licensing play and what is it going to be now, if you can tell us? Awesome. So and it started out as a latte. So everybody knows us as the unicorn latte. So when we were trademarking our beverage, we wanted to make unicorn drinks in all different categories, in all different flavors, acidities, across, you know, ready to drink beverages. So what we did is we disclaimed the word latte in our mark in the non-alcoholic space. So if you see a unicorn drink being marketed, that's us. Um, so now we're working on licensing to continue to police our brand that's already in the space. Um, so the unicorn latte is a coconut milk, blue algae, iridescent blue, totally Instagrammable rainbow beverage. Um, 
that people seem to really, really struck a chord. Um, and that's how we got started. And if you Google like, unicorn, you'll see thousands of unicorn drinks, like all different color schemes. And we were the pioneers of that uh, three years ago. We're just starting to capitalize on it now. And can you, can you create revenues from that? And have you been able to? And, and give us an, an intro, did the Starbucks thing uh, turn out okay? Uh, give us a little sequence there. Sure. Uh, we settled amicably with Starbucks. It turned out okay. We also got our trademark policed in 50 states across the United States, which got us registered at the USPTO. Um, we haven't capitalized outside of that arrangement with Starbucks, um, but we have a lot of conversations going on right now um, for 2021 and 2022. Got it. And then, so let's talk about that currently, are you going to be producing uh, uh, your own product line and what does the line look like if you can tell us and will this be a direct to consumer play out the gate or is this something that you see on shelf uh, over time? Absolutely. So we're a licensing company, um, but we are focused on our own products in a very, very small way um, in Brooklyn um, with a packer. Um, at a Gowanus, uh, really small, super flexible. We have JVs with four, three or four distributors that are really focused on Brooklyn. We can go from 500 to 1,000 to 1,500 to 2,000 stores in Brooklyn, Manhattan, merchandise them well since we have a broker in-house. And uh, it's a small place. It's 3,000 square feet, um, really, really simple to operate in. Um, but our whole play is our brand, our marketing, and understanding how to license it. Got it. And do you raise money for, for a company like this? I mean, licensing seems like a, a, a unique opportunity, right? There shouldn't be much outlay um, outside of the, you know, the mark and, and, and then, of course, getting the agreements put in place uh, um, and then trying to receive revenues. Uh, give us sort of the framework there. What does it look like money-wise uh, on both sides, both on the uh, creating revenue from licensing and then uh, raising capital if you are going to produce and put out your own products. So people think licensing is like this cure-all thing, but right, it's not, right? So you have to be realistic with who your partners are so you don't deteriorate or erode your brand. Um, there is a lot that goes into licensing. You're still worried about people, other companies, using your license without actually having a licensing agreement. Um, so there is a lot of um, other things that you're doing outside of manufacturing, right? So to break it down to you, I think it's like 50-50 for the first couple of years, um, right? You're, the likelihood, you, even if you're licensing, you're starting kind of small. Um, in licensing. I mean, your first licensing partner isn't going to be Coca-Cola. Um, and if it is, then that's, you know, a huge win, but um, like Mark likes to say, but the likelihood of that happening is very small. So you need to start small, have great relationships with the leaders of these companies. Like talk, you need to be able to talk to the CEO of whatever company that's interested in licensing Unicorn. And he needs to like you right? He, he, this can't be, he's never going to license your brand unless he likes you. So um, that's a big part of it. And then 
we have to talk about the product. We have three lemonades, um, a blueberry bliss, a strawberry sky, and a lemon luna. Um, they're all super fruit uh, lemonades. Right now they're still. Um, they come in a 10 ounce can. Um, I'm sorry, 12 ounce can. Uh, they're in the sleek can. Uh, they're branded really well. They're kind of rainbow billboard thing going on there. Um, they taste fantastic. Uh, one's iridescent blue, one's like a bright pink, and the other one's like this kind of bright neon purple. Um, you know, we use ingredients like shizandra berry, acai, um, and E3 Live, which is popular in the juice beverage or cold pressed juice space. Um, you see companies like GT, they have like the sacred life limited edition, like iridescent blue kombucha. Um, but that's what we use the E3 Live in our blue drink. Um, all kind of functional ingredients. And cool. uh, yeah. And now will you throw this on a website? I don't think your website is up yet. Um, so eventually a website will be up. Uh, do you know what it's gonna be? Is it unicorn drinks or? Right, so we're gonna have a unicorn drinks website um, that'll feature not only our small footprint of lemonades, um, each bottle or each can is gonna have a phone number on it as well. So we're gonna operate through SMS, um, really small and fun. We'll be able to interact with our consumers in like a, a weekly basis um, from marketing through SMS and tell more like blog, our story, our founder story, through email, um, as opposed to marketing our product through email or market our product through SMS. Again, this is just like a local community-driven company. It's really small. Um, and it's me and my business partner, Madeline. So uh, she's like the, it. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're I, all about. I like it. So you and Madeline got this, got this gig going on. Um, how I like to usually frame this up, uh, this is a unique one though, the transitioning from, from a licensing, so if people wanted to find out about licensing or, or how, that, uh, how that works, uh, your info may be down there later. Uh, but as far as the next 12 months, uh, we often end with you know, optimism, of course, with what's going on with COVID, but it's starting to settle a little bit, uh, 30, 60, 90 days uh, coming out of this thing. What does, uh, unicorn drinks look like in 12 months from now? Give us the, the breakdown. I'm assuming you're still doing the licensing thing, but what about uh, products? Do you see that uh, in, in stores at, by that time? And if so, how many? We should be in 500 stores in the next 12 months, um, merchandising well, um, kind of just rolling through our lemonades and continue our conversations with licensing. You'll see our website make constant developments um, just two with licensing partners. Um, so we'll be able to make those announcements and things like that. Um, that's what we'll be 500 stores and some more licensing conversations. Cool. Sounds fun, man. Definitely unique, interesting, uh, unique concept. I, I, I like stuff like that. So, uh, your info is going to be down there. Uh, no service related, uh, part of this show, just Brett and I jiving for the last 10 minutes oh. is what you're going to get. Uh, be well, man. It was really uh, great catching up with you. We will be talking to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Mark.